Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Today is Tuesday, March 15th. If you're on video, you will see that I actually have a latte. If you're on audio only, you probably heard how much happy I have. <laughs> that made no sense. How happy I am to have my latte. I'm um, doing things slightly out of bounds today because I am in my uh, health marathon. Um, finally getting all of these things handled uh, like a responsible adult. I usually don't go in for the adulting thing, but this feels very much adulting. So um, I get to have a colonoscopy tomorrow afternoon. A girl never forgets her first colonoscopy. Um, yeah, it's, um, I don't know if it's even a funny story, but I feel like it's a funny story. I may tell you guys this story. Um, <laughs> it's not writing related, but the the short, the um, TLDL, y'all didn't listen <laughs> is that I um, have to do the fasting for the colonoscopy. Um, these rituals of getting older, it's just one of those, you know, you're supposed to do it when you hit a certain age. And so I can't eat anything solid after 10 a.m. today. And my appointment's not till three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So I figured I better go ahead and have my breakfast. If I were doing my 16, eight fasting thing, I wouldn't get to eat till like noon. So I figured, well, less solid food for more than 24 hours. I'll take advantage. So I figured that means I get to have my latte, um, small reward. Making sure I didn't smear my lip pencil there. So so I'll, I'll tell you guys this story because I think it's funny. So I'm seeing this new general practitioner. He had ordered, you know, all these things. I had to do mammogram, bone density, colonoscopy, you know, joy, joy. And he, they'd said the physician's assistant, when she gave me in New Mexico, we get doctor's orders. You have to have like an order from a GP to go see a specialist. Maybe they do that everywhere. We did not have to do it in Wyoming. So it was a real adjustment when we came here. That was like, you have to have a doctor's order to do anything. So when she handed me the order, she had said, um, I guess they're not very good about getting back to people. So just keep calling. I was like, oh, okay. So I call, get their voicemail and I'm you know ready to leave a message. And their voicemail is incredibly long, you know, and they say, leave a message with your, you know, referring physician and your name and your date of birth and the reason for the procedure. It's like gastroenterology associates. And, and they said, do not leave more than one voicemail, only leave one voicemail and we will call you back in within five business days. I was like, wow. 
five business days. Okay. So I leave the message with all of the information as instructed and mark it on my calendar for like five business days later. And I even went business days, took out the weekend and any relevant holidays to tag back reader. They did not call me back. So I even gave them a couple extra days, I think, because I didn't feel like calling. <laughs> you know how that is, right? And it's like, oh, I can't make phone calls today. So then I called them back and I get the same message. So I say, I left a previous message. No, I'm not supposed to, but nobody called me back in the five business days. And I noticed they also had something on there when they said, or you can stop by our offices at Reader. They did not call me back. So I was like, okay, yesterday afternoon, I had to go in for my physical. And I thought, since I'm going to be in that kind of general neighborhood, it's not a big town. I, I live outside of town, but it's still only like 15, 20 minutes. But you know, I treat it like I'm going on an Arctic expedition once a year. Quail are out there this morning. So I go to the doctor and actually everything's great. Uh, my blood work is great. Everything is wonderful. Um, much, much physician love, which surprised me because I thought I was, I don't know. That's actually another story. I'll have to decide if I'm going to tell you guys that. So he says, you know, any trouble with any of the other tests? And I said, well, I said the gastroenterology people, I left them a couple of voicemails and they've never gotten back to me. And, and he's kind of a, a serious, gentle guy. And I could see behind him the, I don't know the aide. I'm not sure. I don't know if she was a PA or what, but she said she was very sweet, but she was in there cause I had to have a you know pelvic exam and pap and stuff. So she was, she was like, I'll be your chaperone today. But so I could see her behind him when she kind of closes her eyes and shakes her head a little bit. And I, I just know that this is a thing, right? They're just never calling anybody back ever. And he's like, oh yeah. He says, you know, they've had trouble since the pandemic. And I'm thinking this is not pandemic. This is like something else. And he says, but you can stop by in person. And I thought, and I said, actually, that's what I was planning to do today. I had my order in the car and I'm just going to stop by there. So, so I do. And I stop by there and step in the door and there's a sort of a receptionist. And there's one guy, gal talking to the receptionist. And she says, um, hi ma'am, do you have an appointment? And I said, uh, no. And she said, are you here to schedule an appointment? And I said, yes. And she said, okay, sit here behind the divider. And, you know, so like our mask mandate is lifted. This place acts like we are, you know, major height of pandemic thing. They still have the dividers up. They have the caution tape across the every other chair. It's not that I'm against it, but it's sort of like everybody, every other place has opened up a lot more, you know, like the the doctor's office I was just in doesn't have the social distancing on the chairs anymore. You have to, there's a little screening machine that you have to like verify that you don't have COVID and haven't been around anyone who had COVID and you put a sticker, you know, verifying that you're a visitor for the day, but you know, and they have some of the dividers, but this place is like crazy, right? 
So, so I go and sit behind the divider in my chair next to the caution tape, tape chair. And this place is like a tomb, you guys. It's empty. And, and they have big signs like on the outside too saying, procedures are not done here. And I'm like, what do they do in this office? So the receptionist, this other gal comes out and she said, do you need to schedule an appointment? And I said, yes. And she said, I can help you with that. So she takes me back. So we sort of went through this cubicle farm, which is empty. She's sitting at her desk and there's a gal at another desk. And <laughs> I can't, there's like, there's not phones ringing because clearly it's all going straight to voicemail, you guys. Uh, I don't know what anybody in this office is doing, right? I mean, this might be a cream puff job. If you need a job in Santa Fe where you don't actually have to do any work, this is the job. So, <laughs> so she like gets in the computer and she gets my information and she said, how soon do you want to do this procedure? And part of their voicemail message has this whole thing about if this is an emergency procedure ordered by your doctor, have your doctor call directly and all this kind of thing. And I said, well, whenever, you know, I, I don't really care. And she said, well, she said, we could get you in this week. I have openings on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday afternoons. This is when I stare into the camera. They have openings Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday afternoons. I was like, okay. And she offers me like six different times, six different openings. Now it's occurred to me now that I've read the instructions and it's like no eating after 10 AM today for my 3 PM appointment tomorrow. I can have clear liquids, broths, that sort of thing. Nothing purple or blue. And you know, and you have to do the purging and all of that. I was like, well, I'm sure most people don't want to do those appointments in the afternoon because you know, people want to do it in the morning so they can eat. But still, I mean, it's not like they're so slam jam packed that they can't be scheduling people, right? When David had his uh, difficulties, stomach stuff um, before Christmas, they had suggested that we also go to the gastroenterology people. So I, I kind of left out that bit of backstory that I had heard this voicemail once before and they had never called back and David decided he didn't need it. So, you know, we didn't pursue, but <laughs> so I was like, well, let's do it Wednesday afternoon. Cause this is a, a much more relaxed week for me. Might as well get it done with. I just, I just can't even. <laughs> So, um, you guys aren't here to hear, here to hear about my, um, antics with the medical establishment. Um, yeah. So yesterday I did get my 2000 words. It felt, it felt really good to only go for 2000 words. It felt incredibly relaxed. I did have it in my head that I needed to get to this doctor's appointment in the afternoon, <clears throat> which is a really funny thing. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this who have, you know, we're, we're very lucky and blessed and privileged to have these kind of unscheduled lives where we work from home, where we work for ourselves, um, where we don't have a really structured schedule. And some people do fine with a really structured schedule. Other people do not. Um, and you, 
I think that's part of knowing what your process is and owning it. I, I think you have to know what kind of worker you are. Um, some people simply, simply do not self-direct and that's, it's not a negative. I mean, I think it's so tempting to think of this stuff as a negative, but it's, it's just what it is. It's like if you have brown hair or, you know, maybe you can learn to color your hair, but maybe you just have brown hair. You know, maybe your hair is so dark that it doesn't bleach out. Uh, when I got my mammogram, <laughs> back to medical stuff, uh, the Hispanic gal or the nurse was an Hispanic gal and she really liked my hair color. And she was, and she said, I, she said, I don't want to be offensive, but can I ask if it's natural? And I said, Oh no, honey, <laughs> my stylist thanks you. And she said, my hair doesn't bleach out light enough for me to get that color. You know, and it's hard when you have that really, really naturally dark hair. Although it's, you know, I, I colored my hair black for a long time and I really wanted that glossy, rich black, like the Hispanic ladies have. But it sometimes you just have to take the cards you're dealt. You have to take what you're born with and you learn to work around it. Uh, I spent a long time in my day job being kind of mental management for a team of people who worked across the country, all working out of their homes. I've been working out of my home for a long time, uh, even when I had the day job. I started an office and then they closed that office and moved me home. And one of the great take home lessons of this was that some people do great working from home and other people do not. There was this one guy who had been in the military. He'd been in a couple of branches in the military, very sharp, um, really a great dynamic worker in many ways, except that you, he could not deal with working from home. He would slack off. And we found out much later, like he would log on to our company chat. And then, so it would appear he was there and then he would go take a nap and then he would cut. And if you messaged him and he didn't answer, he'd come back and he'd say, Oh, you know, I was not, I did, wasn't looking at the chat. I didn't have, you know, I was had my head down in this document he got shit done working from home. Um, he was great when he was with a group of people. He could not make him sit down and work. Um, you know, I found out later that he was like going out and having long lunches with people. He was just like fucking around all day, but that was his kind of personality. He did really well in a more military situation, which is incredibly structured where someone is telling you what to do all the time. And there are many, many people like this who, if you want to, you know, if you do better in an office environment, a lot of people prefer going to an office and being there. And now we're all working. I think some of it has to do with, you know, like how gregarious of a person you are. Um, if you're an extrovert versus an introvert, I think one of the reasons that so many writers and other creatives are introverts is because we don't need to be around people. If you want to be particularly a writer, I think, um, but probably other kinds of creatives too, you spend a lot of time by yourself in your own head and introverts are happy with that. 
extroverts are miserable. But you can also be an introvert and still need structure. So if you are finding that, and this is something that lots of writers talk about, you know, um, even if they have the time to write, uh, somehow they just never quite do. Um, you know, there's always something else. There's a lot of procrastinating, dread and procrastination. Uh, there's, there's just a difficulty in creating that structure. So if you are struggling with that, then, and I know many, many people who do, then you have to find a way to create that structure. Um, you might need somebody else to tell you to do it. Uh, that's one reason why Dorinda and I meet on Zoom and work together because she really needs that. I have to meet Jeffy at nine o'clock and so I can't screw around. I have to get there and I need to be there and be ready to work. It's just something she knows about herself and she's willing to admit about herself. So, you know, again, it's not a good, bad thing. It's knowing which things in yourself um, are not optimal for producing what you want to produce and finding ways to correct for that. So, um, so yeah, I, it did make a difference for me. Oh, that's where I started on all this was that one thing that we've noticed for those of us who um, have these kind of unstructured lives where we don't have fixed schedules is if we have something in the afternoon. And these days I almost always have some kind of appointment in the afternoon, um, usually an online meeting, but leaving the house is worse that it creates a sense of pressure. It creates this deadline. I need to get my stuff done by then, even if I'm normally done by then, you know, because I always tell people I'm available after like two o'clock mountain time, which gives me plenty of room to, get things done theoretically, but I'm also uh, fighting with the clock right now because of daylight savings time. So I'm a little better today. It's, um, it's just eight 53 right now. So I'm, uh, I'm working it backwards. So hopefully I'll get um, a little bit earlier, but yeah, yesterday Dorinda and I didn't start writing until like nine 45, which is late-ish. But I did get the 2,000 words. It felt good. It felt more relaxed. I'm going to do that this whole week and then reevaluate. So we shall see. So um, on that note, I am going to get this uploaded and get to work. I hope you all have a fabulous Tuesday. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. You all take care. Bye-bye.